0: Hello, happy Sunday, happy Super Bowl Sunday for those who watch that. Um, so for the majority of the world, I assume there's your standard four seasons, and right now we're entrenched here in the middle of the prairies in that fifth season that we call Why the Fuck Do I Live Here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yee. Yeah. So what are we coming up on? Five days? Yeah, I think it was Wednesday that it just stepped on us. And so every year we get this wave and usually lasts, I think, around, if best case scenario, week or two, where you get this horrific cold snap. In 2019, the entire month of February was minus 40 with the wind chill. And legitimately, it's trash. You fucking hate it normally. And in a normal world, you're trying to keep the vehicle plugged in, hoping that it starts, um, getting kids to school, getting to work yourself. Like I'm walking distance from my job and even I, in normal years, would try and walk no matter what and then there'd be this minus 40 crack every year. And then I'd either tough it out a lot of the times people would see me zipping home and they'd feel bad for me and give me a ride I don't mind it's an eight minute walk and so I would tough it out but just this year with the pandemic realistically all I have to do is leave the house for groceries and even the grocery store is not super far away like I went and topped up some stuff today I legit probably don't have to leave the house till next Sunday or yeah, probably for a week if I bunker down. And all that breaks my heart <clears throat> is I was scoping this out because I've been running this whole time and trying to run on any day where it's warmer than minus teens ish. So I haven't missed a lot this year. And like last year, I think I tapped out in November and put back on 10, 12 pounds over the winter. And this year, I've been junk fooding it now lately for a while. But I've been way better about it and way better about running, exercise, and just keeping it up. And I do feel more of a down fog when I'm not going for that run. Plus, it opens up like an extra three, 400 calories um, a day that I can shove in my face. So, there are benefits to running above and beyond the fitness. <laughs> and so, this year, I've been constantly looking at long-range forecasts just for the point of when can I keep going outside and originally it was supposed to get cold on Wednesday and then warm again in two three days from now and now I peaked and I've noticed that it's another 10 days from now <laughs> so not that long range forecasts are accurate weathermen generally whatever <laughs> you take it for what it is but I'm kind of sad now, because I was like, yeah, I can handle a week of cold and back at it and get running, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, so I got to reel in my diet and make sure. oh, good lord, it's late for me to be doing this, Um, <laughs> but I kind of watched a bunch of post-Super Bowl highlights and stuff, because I didn't watch the game, I just kind of kept the score off to the side on the one monitor while I was gaming, but Kind of sad because I've been in this routine and I think maintaining routine is very important. And I've let a few routines fall off with my work and um, I don't want running to fall off. So I've taken tomorrow off just to kind of have a fun day, not leave the house and just get some cleaning done, get the place kind of whipped back into shape, get me mentally whipped back into shape. Um, I'm probably going to dig out the DDP yoga DVD set that I bought when I was wrestling God almost 10 years ago and hurt myself. I need something to get the heart going, and I do highly recommend that program. It helped me a lot, and it's he makes it enough that it's not just yoga, which is hard. I never want to sell that that's not hard, but he adds enough old-school calisthenics and strength training into it that it is quite challenging and so i got to dig that out give it a whirl and make maybe do that daily um because yeah running's completely off the table but yeah that's i've been keeping it pretty fucking low key lately um what's been going on super bowl obviously um amazing and i think i've mentioned it on here before who might like my favorites are for certain sports and I feel pretty blessed and I don't know. I, I assume most people in their lifetimes, if they're sports people, they feel that they've watched or at least I don't know, feel like they've witnessed some of the best sporting in their lifetime. No one's touched the like the 1960s Boston Celtics. I think they won seven, seven in 11 years. 11 and 13. Something ridiculous. I should know this shit. Um <laughs> but yeah, it's like these decades of dominance from teams. And so I wasn't old enough in the 70s. I just know the you have your hockey like but that that there was a what the original 6. So, but you have your dynasty teams. And so the old Montreal Canadians for hockey, the old Boston Celtics for basketball if you go pre my lifetime. Um, Yankees always (laughs) for baseball but being a 70s kid now I feel in my lifetime I've seen the definitive greatest of all time in every sport now hands down Tom Brady is you can't argue seven Super Bowls that's ridiculous no one's going to touch it and so it's just great to witness some of these people like I did watch a lot more sports in my youth and even when I whittled it down to NFL, I did try to catch a decent amount of that, even up to this last bit. And so it's pretty cool to like to know I've seen greatness a few times in my life because there's been other great players, and then there's those that are deemed the greatest of all time. And now I think Brady, hands down, is considered the greatest football player of all time. There may have been, quarterback-wise, still some arguments and positions in football are so different. I don't even know how you would compare, but it seem But the team revolves around like the quarterback is that one vital cog, and so you win as your quarterback goes. Um, some teams have mediocre quarterbacks and amazing defenses, um, and some just are a great blend of really talented players. I believe the Eagles of that knocked off New England a while ago. They were kind of a mix of just good players and a good system. And so, but yeah, it's insane. Seven championships for anyone is ridiculous. And to even be playing, because I think he was drafted. 99? Why am I yawning? I got to stop it. 99? Um, 2000? Because yeah, he's been, he's 43? Um, let's look it up. So, born 77, so he's three years younger than me. What year was he drafted? 2000. And even that, he was drafted in the sixth round, 199th pick overall. And there's actually a really good documentary that goes over <clears throat> all the quarterbacks that were drafted ahead of him in that class and who's who he's outlasted, out-won, and just even above and beyond in that one year. Like I know the documentary goes over the quarterbacks drafted in 2000 and their success rate, but it's just, it's a testament to play that long at a position where you're pretty much getting hammered every single play. (laughs) Um, I guess not when you hand it off, but like he's getting pretty much punished every game and he's in his 40s and being in my 40s, don't get me wrong, I'm not a caliber athlete that he is, but I know the aches and pains that you wake up with on a daily basis. And this guy's pushing his body fuck a hell of a lot harder than I am. And so it's insane just to fathom the greatness and how long these records will last. The only other person I can think of that still has that magnitude of records, well, there's a few. There's Wayne Gretzky. I don't think that I'll see, but I don't watch a ton of hockey, but I don't think his he has some records that are just not gonna get touched. And before I get into some of the other sports, I get that sports medicine and sports science has come a long way, but I really don't like the argument that athletes are better today. They're not. I get it, you look back and I know the movie Slapshot did a good job of this of showing kinda like the lowbrow kind of trucker (laughs) mentality like back in the day I think off seasons were off seasons and athletes probably didn't make what they used to so maybe some of the lower tier guys got jobs in the off season so I get that the actual concept of being a professional athlete has changed and it's a year-round gig to stay on top of your game but they were still great athletes back then and the top tier guys would still be fine in the modern game if not excel because some sports like basketball have made the game easier to score and harder on the body like you don't just take the beatings like you used to Um, and with some other sports like hockey the equipment probably protects you a lot better and you don't get hurt as often like The training part, I get it. And the sports medicine part, I get it. But the elite people would be elite no matter what area you plop them in. And so, where was I going with this? Gretzky, I don't think that's going to get touched. Kind of like how all this Brady stuff, it's going to take a lifetime or two for these things to even be rivaled. Um, The only one where I hear... Baseball, I don't hear. You don't hear enough, and I think individually position wise you'd have to almost argue those people there's not the greatest baseball player of all time i know everyone uses the term the babe ruth like for wrestling they call hulk hogan the babe ruth of professional wrestling like there's that definitive guy but ruth's got to be from a hundred years ago like who's this generation's guy like i don't i have no idea baseball i haven't watched since probably the back-to-back blue jays world series maybe a bit after that with um, the Jays, maybe to the late 90s. But you don't hear enough of it. Or at least I don't. I don't have my finger on sports anymore. I'm a, I'm a dad. It's <laughs> Sports has taken a lesser priority now. And even me playing the sports games, like all the old EA sports games, I used to wear the crap out of them every year. And so I just kind of found my little slice. And like I, I probably mentioned before, when it comes to NBA, I've tried and tried, and I just I can't watch the current product. But I watch a lot of old stuff, and I find that I watch a lot of um, Jordan stuff, Barkley stuff, Magic Johnson stuff, and just that, I think I've called it the NBA on NBC era, um, 1991 to 2002 is when NBC had the contract for that league. And it was just this perfect storm of... The broadcasters were amazing. The league was in a really great place. And we got to witness the greatest player of all time. Um, That one's people argue right now with LeBron James. And I just, I don't watch enough of the modern game. And I think the game has changed enough that now it has almost become this apples, oranges thing. But my opinion for the era that I grew up and watched, I don't think anyone can hold a candle Michael Jordan, so we'll leave that one be, and the same with hockey. But once again, I grew up watching 80s, 90s, and early 2000s hockey, and there's no comparison, there really isn't. Lemieux was up there, Crosby's up there, um, and I haven't watched the modern Oilers to see Connor McDavid at all to see if he's the end all be all, but also. the rules have changed and I think it's a way faster game. And so I don't know if there's a comparison, but as far as records go, the scoring just slowed down. Like, I don't think you're going to see someone scoring like what did he score? 200 and some points in a season multiple times. And so it's just, I feel lucky that I've been able to watch the greatest of the big three sports here. Soccer, or football whatever you call it I don't know enough of to know I know who Pele is I don't remember what decade he's from but he was when I was a kid growing up there was a shitty old was it an Atari Commodore game there was a Pele soccer game um let's look that up um hmm I would have to find it but it was old school I wonder if it was Atari Pele Soccer, Atari 2600, yeah, there it is, oh my god, uh, <laughs> graphics are so bad, it's funny, now that I'm looking at video games, I found a channel on YouTube that kind of, it's an educational channel, but it handles a lot of pop cult, pop culture stuff, and there it is, Pele Soccer, Um, it's neat because him and I are watching this docuseries about the history of video games, and we just went through the big crash that was caused because atari had no kind of say in the quality people could just make games for the atari 2600 and so there was no quality control and so there was so much shit and then it's funny because it got to the point where it was talking about The E.T. game that was made in six weeks so they could release it for Christmas. And then just they kind of went over this endless list of just shit video games. And people just were like tired of buying bad or just horrible games. I remember I played one game, Sword Quest or something. I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing with it. Um, And there, there was no internet. There was no place to look to find how to play these games. I remember I had Raiders of the Lost Ark, the video game, and I was like, I had no fucking idea what to do. And I think I did have to find a magazine thing or a video. I can't remember, but it was like, there was no cheating. You, back then, you, games were so much smaller. There wasn't these sandbox games where you'd go and do stuff. It was Pitfall, you just kept running to the right. Or Pac-Man, it was just the same maze. Like It was very basic and just... The amount of trash games, like I can't remember all the games for Atari. I had some decent ones, but there were some bad ones. Even the Pac-Man version was nowhere near as good as the um, stand-up arcade one. And so it was neat to see because we just reached the point in the docuseries where it was, there was the crash because there was just too much crap with the Atari 2600 era. And we're just starting to watch the stuff about Commodore 64 and... Um, early PC gaming and now Nintendo and how Nintendo had a firm grasp on quality control so there was no shit and I think when we stopped watching it it just got into Genesis and 32-bit but it's weird to see something because a story I was watching a while ago on YouTube is the video game industry is worth more and makes more money now than movies and I think it was sports combined. It was the next two biggest entertainment things. Maybe it's movies and TV combined, but video games is the most lucrative money-making entertainment industry right now. And you could argue that we're in kind of a lull with it. Like when you talk about classic games, there's not a lot of Because everything's been done. Like, everyone plays the fuck out of Fortnite still and stuff like that. Um, Auto chess became a thing for a while, but there's no new, like, mind blowing genres anymore. I think a lot of people had put all their poker chips in on Cyberpunk for this year, and it just bombed because it was incomplete and they tried to do too much, I think. It's just too buggy. Like, when I was a kid and had my first, like, Commodore 64 or my first 386 computer with an 80 meg hard drive uh (laughs) it's games had to be perfect because there was no like there was no internet to plug it in and patch and you owned the physical game it wasn't just a download onto your system like we don't physically own shit anymore which to me is kind of boggling like where did I just watch you don't own movies anymore you stream them or you download them you because what is it i think google music is shutting down and you have this last window of opportunity any songs you've bought through them you have to download them onto a device but then when it's gone it's gone you're not streaming from them anymore and so it's weird because in the old days you bought a record you bought an a-track you bought a cassette you bought a cd whatever your medium was and you owned it and you could put it into your player and it was yours forever and this never even dawned on me and i apologize i'm jumping all over the fucking place today <laughs> um but it's just you don't own it anymore you don't own a physical copy of anything anymore it's all just information like digital and that's kind of sad to me in a way and i know i've been planning i'm um, going to be buying a record player soon and then I'm going to scoop up my dad's old record collection and just go through and listen to them and it's physical music that is owned and it's yours it's so weird like if something happens that the internet falls apart tomorrow any music that we've pumped into Spotify making playlists or anything like that or if Apple shuts down tomorrow and all your music is just purchases sitting on a cloud it's gone You don't, you haven't actually, you've paid for the right to listen to the songs. You haven't bought the physical songs. I don't know if I'm rambling and making zero sense, but it's strange how that's kind of, and even how, even with my work and stuff, it's, they're saying we're all information is going to this cloud and it's just like, nothing's physical in your office anymore. Like I have the tiniest little desktop computer and it's all, everything's stored away somewhere else, right? And it's so weird. And it's just, I don't know. It's funny because I bought a crappy old Jeep to get around in. It has a CD player and a cassette player. And last time I was home, I found a bunch of my old cassettes from when I was a kid. So now when I drive around, I'm listening to the Master of Puppets cassette. And then in the CD player, there's a Faith No More CD. And its I own that music. And if I want to go listen to it somewhere else, I can pop it out. But I legit... I guess my PS3 downstairs that's sitting there would be a CD. I think it's a music player, too. But that's all I have for DVDs. I don't... It's that same thing. I don't own movies anymore. The last movie that I think I have is a Blu-ray of the first Star Wars that they did with the Disney reboot. So that's the last and maybe one of three Blu-ray things I own. But with streaming services, is there even a demand own like do people have shelves of movies anymore do people have shelves of music anymore or is it just easier to have it clouded up somewhere it's so weird it's in a society where we're very commercially driven and about owning things now it's so weird that entertainment our entertainment isn't a like a tangible thing anymore i don't know why i went down this rabbit hole anyways (laughs) backtracking, so backtracking from owning music, backtracking to um, the crash of the video game industry and back to sports, that's why because I was talking about Peli and then I went on a tangent but just to end off on this I feel blessed to have watched some great athletes I like that I'm getting back into shape and kind of finding an interest in me playing sports again, so we just need this fucking (laughs) cold to go away oh i need to become one of those what do they call them when they snowbirds when they fuck off to florida in the winter but now those people are all pissy because they thought they were sneaking off to florida for the winter and now i think we're locking them up in hotels or we're quarantining them quarantining them now when they come back and they're all pissy and you don't want a bunch of pissy boomers on your hands because they'll write a review (laughs) Enough, enough. I didn't even think I'd have that much to talk about um, aside from the Super Bowl today. But I kind of went on a nice little memory lane tangent. And now I want to play some of those shitty old video games. I do regret selling my Atari 2600. But I don't even know if I could hook it up to a TV anymore. Like, I know that Duck Hunt doesn't work on modern LCD TVs. You have to have an old picture tube television for that to even register. So... Strange times, but now I'm going to go do some retro gaming. Have a good week.